Welcome to Leading with Grit, a series about helping you inspire action and accountability with generosity, respect, integrity, and truth. Today's episode is made possible by Unlimited Coaching Solutions, coaching and training to help you get results through your people, making a positive impact on your organization's bottom line. And now, here are today's hosts, Todd Schnick and Lori Sudbrink. Good morning, and welcome back to our special edition series, Leading with Grit. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Lori Sudbrink. Lori, great to be with you again. Great to be back with you, too, Todd. Thank you. All right. So in the series today, we're going to be talking about truth. And as I hinted at the end of the last episode, this is foundational to this whole idea of Leading with Grit. So a very important episode. But before we go there, Lori, take a quick minute, give us a an overview of the practice of living with grit and why this series is so important. Yeah, thanks, Todd. Um, definitely looking from a, whether it's a formal or informal leadership role, whether it's just, um, you know, a personal role or not, or, or you're in a formal position, the ability to be able to look inside, you know, and then step up to be the kind of leader that we all have the potential to be. So whether, again, you know, it could be a parenting role, it could be on a board, it could be a formal position in an organization, but it allows us to be genuine, authentic, you know, productive. And it really, grit, generosity, respect, integrity, and truth, starting with truth, helps us to look at ourselves, what's important, what are our strengths and limitations, Integrity helps us align to that. Respect, we're respecting ourselves first, and then we can respect others. And then generosity will flow quite naturally, and it helps us to know, you know, the proportion of generosity. So we're not giving too much. We're, we're keeping that in the right ratio. Thank you for that, Lori. But why begin with truth? Why is that? Uh, as I understand it now, it is foundational to the success of this whole thing. But why did you have to start there? Well, you know, you think about it, we have to look inside and really know the core of who we are because that's driving our actions. And so being able to reflect on on ourselves and we don't take the time to do that. We're just, we're setting things in motion, we're, we're reacting, we're just going throughout our days as things come at us instead of really looking inside and going, you know, who am I? What's important to me? What are my values? You know, what am I passionate about? Understanding who I am at a very personal level is foundational to everything that we're doing in our lives, which includes leadership. And being able to hone in and focus on that isn't natural for most people because we're not taking the time to do it. We're in fact, where our culture is so fast paced and we're driving so fast. And we talked last episode about change and change is happening so so rapidly that we don't stop and take a moment to do this self-reflection. Why are we so bad at this? I asked that question and I immediately know the answer because it was me, right? I was the very quintessential guy who got a degree from college and immediately got a job and a career. And ultimately it was a career path that, I, that was not satisfying for me. But I, was, I never knew what my truth was. I never knew what my why was. I never asked the question. Is that where we fall on short? Is that we just, we're not even, we don't even begin the process of even asking ourselves what that truth is? Well, you know, we, um, we've historically, we've really been rewarded more on being fast paced, um, getting a lot done, making a lot of money. Um, you can even think back to, and not that we can blame our parents or teachers or anything else, but as, as, as kids are looking at different jobs, 
they're being steered into, oh, you know, make sure it's going to be enough money, make sure it's going to be this and that. And while some of that is definitely important, if we don't know ourselves and know what we're passionate about, what we're good at, we're not going to align ourselves even into the right position or even with the right partner in life or even with the right boss. And it really is the core to every decision that we're going to make. And we end up here because we don't take, we're not given the time to self-reflect and we're not rewarded for that either because it is such a fast-paced society. It's like go, go, go. And it's actually sometimes looked at as lazy or, you know, to sit back and self-reflect. Are you seeing that change in society? I I feel like there's more awareness of the need to do this exercise. I still feel like people are still intimidated by it. And I also worry that they may think, oh, I'm I don't really know. I might get it wrong. And then what happens? I mean, this is something that it's a continual evolution in your life, right? Yeah. And definitely I'm seeing a change. I'm seeing people value self-reflection and you can see it in the amount of people taking yoga, meditation. You'll notice it even in, um, well, in, in Leading with Grit, in my three-day leadership class, we take the time really to, to self-reflect and be mindful. And I'll tell you, some people there, I'm seeing more and more people um, not resist it, but there's still some discomfort with a lot of folks, as you were mentioning. And a lot of that is just not being used to doing it. You go back to change and it's like, I'm not used to this stopping, self-reflecting. I'm more used to go, go, go and put things into action. and, and, And that's what really equals success. And helping people to see what the value is, what's in it for them, why should they do this? And some of it is just recharging the battery, but a lot of it is that we hone in on the important things in life and we're going to make better, clearer decisions. And when we take that little bit of time to just self-reflect, it aligns us properly. That self-reflection is going back to the core of our truth and looking at who we are. Well, that self-reflection is another thing that most people are so bad at, if they even try it, right? Because most people just don't give themselves, I'm too busy, I have to get the kids to school, I got to get to work, I got a meeting, I got a project to do, I got to get soccer practice, I got to get during the table, where in the heck am I going to find time for self-reflection? But it's mission critical to life, success, and happiness, I think. Uh, Any advice on on how, I mean, I I can almost apply the five steps of change model to how to do this. But uh, any other counsel on how someone can begin this process of of really, because they're not going to get it right the first time. I don't That's think. right. It's a long process. Yeah, you're right to apply the five steps of change. So go back to that second episode and take a look at the five steps of change. And, you know, in essence, what you're really doing is you're finding out why it's important. You know, and if you have your why it's important, then it's a matter of how am I going to do this? And, you know, one of the best ways you can do it is schedule time to do it. When you schedule that time, though, don't schedule so much time that you're going to look at the calendar and go, oh, I can't do that. And you're going to just skip over it. And another thing that you might want to do when you're scheduling the time is schedule the why in there. Because if you just say self-reflection time, you forget why that's important. But if you say, I'm going to be aligned, I'm going to be happier, I'm going to be less stressed, I'm going to be your why in there, that's going to compel you. That's going to inspire you to hold true to that appointment and think of it as an appointment with yourself. Yeah, very, very critical. All right, Lori and I will return after the short break. We'll be right back. In today's workplace, business leaders face significant pressure to recruit and retain the best employees, to effectively build a team, to create a culture that is healthy, productive, and dynamic, 
and to empower their staff in managing stress and finding balance. And behind all those pressures is one goal, to strengthen and grow the business. And too many organizations struggle with this. Unlimited Coaching Solutions provides customized strategies and training to help reach your goals and take your teams to the next level. Call them today at 585-248-9322 or find them online at unlimitedcoaching.com. All right, Todd neck back with Lori Sudbrink. All right, so <laughs> I'm thinking of, I'm, I uh, cited this hypothetical, but frankly, very common business guy, this uh, hard-driven, gritty, frustrated, uh, I don't have enough time for any of this hokey-pokey stuff and all that. When I go to him and say, you need to find your truth, he's going to roll his eyes and say, what? How, how do I even do that? We talked about self-reflection and the importance that plays in this, but for the person listening who says, okay, I've listened to this series so far, I'm beginning to understand the, the potential power of this, but I'm not really sure how to actually find my truth. Is there a process? There certainly is, Todd. And you know, there's um, just like with the five steps of change I talked about, there's going to be a different process for different people. The person that you just described, that person in the workplace, for example, the person in maybe a formal or informal leadership role mm. at work. And there's some tools that work really well in the workplace to help us to start to do some of the self-reflection and look at ourselves, especially in terms of you know how we see ourselves, first of all. So I'll talk about a couple of tools there. Um, there's a a lot of different assessments out there. And the one I'm going to talk about is DISC. And DISC, the reason that I use that one is because it really is honing in a little bit more on behavior than personality. Although it is looking at both of those, personality and behavior, what I like about it is it gives us an opportunity to make any shifts that we want as we're interacting and communicating with others. There are some other tools out there like Strength Finders and Myers-Briggs that are a little more on the personality side that are also good tools to use for discovering your truth, by the way. So DISC is a tool that it helps us to look at our own tendencies or preferences in the workplace, and it'll help us to see where our strengths and limitations are in different areas. So whether it's in communicating with other people, whether it's performing a certain task, it'll help us take a look at what our natural tendencies are. For example, D is dominance, and you're going to be much more fast-paced and get things done real quickly. Where you might get in trouble is you might just you know go too fast and be reckless and I is influential, S is steadiness, C is conscientiousness. And I won't get into the details of all of those because they're described quite well in the book. But the DISC assessment, you take this online. It's a, it's a really cool kind of short assessment that you take and you get about a 25-page report on yourself. And most people look at it and go, whoa, it's so accurate. It's crazy how accurate it is because it's really um, designed in a way that helps you to be honest with yourself. It forces you to make certain choices in the questions. And there's another tool that's um, that's really cool for leadership called Work of Leaders. And it's founded on the DISC principles, but it also looks at 18 leadership best practices. And it's not measuring your performance on those. It's measuring your tendencies or preference toward those 18 leadership best practices. It's a great tool, especially anyone in any kind of a formal leadership position to help you look at what it takes to get a group of individuals to a desired outcome. It's split into vision, alignment, and execution. And then the third one that I'll talk about is also a DISC product. It's a um, 360, which is where you have your boss, your manager, your peers, 
any of your direct reports. And if applicable, you could have outside clients rate your performance and you rate yourself as well. And then you do the comparison. This tool in particular is one of my favorite 360s on the market. It's called the 363 because what it does is it provides a good, safe, but productive way of taking a 360. And I'll tell you how it does that. It has this um, proprietary feature called Comment Smart. One of the hardest things for people to do is write productive and useful comments for the people that they're rating. This is always a tough thing in a 360. What they have done with this tool is they have gathered the best comments for every one of the sections and you just drop down, pick the comment that you want. Um, it's a great tool. I've been using it for over three years now out in the workplace and, and have gotten rave reviews with it. So the 360 provides an opportunity for a leader to see their blind spots. You know, what is it that I'm not seeing? Maybe I think I'm really approachable, but yet my team doesn't see the same thing. <laughs> um, so those would be my top three. They're relatively inexpensive and they're they're user friendly. And it's something that you don't have to really be, you know, schooled in to, to use. So that's something you can uh, get more information at leadingwithgrit.com as well. Well, Lori, I've taken a bunch of those assessments and I get a beautiful output. And yes, it is generally very accurate. I put it in a nice three-ring binder, put it on the bookshelf, and there it stays. Exactly. We've talked about that idea before, especially with Five Steps to Change. Any advice on someone who, once they get this cornucopia of beautiful information, how to do something really actionable with it? And what's the next step? Yeah, the thing that we we have to commit to doing, I, I call it, you know, taking ownership of my own development and learning. And again, I have to shift my thoughts and beliefs around it and see the value in it. So I have to say, all right, I've, I've taken the time to take this tool. I've looked at it. I can see some great ideas. What do I need to do next step to make sure I start putting this into action? And so a lot of times it is just like we said with the self-reflection time, putting a little bit of time in the calendar, making sure that we are committing to one thing, maybe just hone in on, I call it the the two degree shift. Um, I'm going to look at one thing in this report and I'm going to say, I'm going to work on the way that I, you know, connect and listen with people. And I'm going to work on that one for, you know, maybe 21 days, you know, since we know 21 days to make a habit. So, and I'm going to just, I'm going to, then I'm going to live and breathe that. Uh, maybe I'm not going to get 10,000 hours in on it as, as we know that, but we can definitely keep looking at pieces of it that are just not something that you have to spend a whole bunch of time on, but you can work that into your day. You don't have to spend extra time into it. So I would recommend taking one area, doing that over time, and then put it on your calendar and put it on your calendar now every month to go, okay, what's my next area? What's my next area? Yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. So you mentioned uh, an example in an earlier episode of of uh, someone in management who they, they succeeded in one level and got a promotion and it wasn't the right fit. The example I often use is the sales rep who's a really good salesperson, but then they get promoted to the sales manager and they bomb because it's just a different role entirely. There's probably virtually every manager listening to this right now may be uncomfortable in their role. I mean, and it's probably because they're not feeling authentic or, or even confident. Now, how, how do you help them? Yeah, that's a really great point, Todd. And, and and you're absolutely right that I think we talked about this in episode one too, is that people get promoted for different, you know, success in different skill sets that it then it takes to then lead. And 
So one of the things that we we have to realize is that we're not just born good leaders. <laughs> it's not. It's something that most of us learn. Are there a few people that are just naturally? Sure, I'm sure. But it is something research has proven that you can learn it. Now, can everyone learn it? That might be debatable. But most people can learn leadership skills. And it's a matter of going, all right, you know what? I'm uncomfortable probably because I don't realize really what my strengths and limitations are and where I need to get a little bit more help, where I need to make some adjustments. And that's where going back to even those tools we just talked about, they help us with a self-awareness so that we can make those shifts to align more properly to what's important to us. And you know, you think about truth and if we know our style and we know ourselves, And we know that, for example, one of the important things that we need to do as a leader is inspire others. So my style might be a little, well, I'm definitely probably one of those rah, rah, you know, inspirational people like that. And and my natural tendency is to come in and get everyone kind of, you know, going that way. Well, if somebody in the DISC styles, for example, is a high C, they're very quiet, they're very, they like to take their time and, and go through things. That is not inspirational to them when I come in and start going rah, rah. And so I might not even be aware of that because I think everybody's like me. Everybody's going to be, you know, inspired that way. And so these tools help us to not only understand where we may, you know, need to adjust, but it also helps us to understand all the differences in other people and what they need from us from a leadership standpoint. So when we can have an opportunity to take a look at it in this way, we can see that everyone has strengths and limitations and it allows us to be a little more comfortable in that uncomfortable area. All right. Well, good stuff. So Lori, I'm just thinking about the person listening who may be still struggling to really understand how to come up with their truth. I would be curious to know if you'd be interested in sharing your truth. Oh, sure, Todd. How much time do you have? <laughs> you know, I have, um, I've done a lot of work as far as like, you know, even spiritual retreats and stuff. But just, just the quick answer would be my truth is, first of all, knowing what's important to me. So what, what is important to me? I would say my health, my family, and having fun. Those are probably the top three things that are most important to me. And I align my decisions and, and base my life on that. How I discovered that was through reading some books and and going to retreats and doing some of this DISC work. And the DISC part of it helps me to know myself. So I'm high D, high I. True confessions here. (laughs) (laughs) And so what that means is I'm very fast paced. I jump to, you know, new ideas. I love to start things, have to work very hard at finishing things might interrupt people at times. I have to be aware of these things, my truth. And those I got through taking some of these assessments and then realizing when I get to integrity, respect, and generosity, how this is going to play out. But your truth is really about that self-reflection and and knowing yourself and what's important. And like I said, that can come in different ways. You can get it through a workshop, a book, taking assessments. I recommend that you continuously be doing self-reflection to understand yourself. Yeah. Amen. All right. That's all the time we have for today. Lori, before I let you go, should anyone have any questions on leading with grit and finding your truth, how can they contact you and learn more? Yeah, please visit our website at www.leadingwithgrit.com. You can sign up for our free weekly tips and uh, you can give me a shout out or just take a look around the site. All right. So on behalf of my co-host, Lori Sudbrink, I am Todd Schnick. Join us next week on Leading with Grit when we discuss integrity. And it's not really what you think. 
and you better know your truth. All right. Until then, Todd and Lori signing off. We'll see you next week.